You want to do the intro this time? No. Well, I'll start. I'll say. <laughs> You're like, no, that's not my job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yours are just so much more interesting. I cannot pull something out of my ass like you can. It just sounds so good. Oh, I'll start off with God. this. Happy spring. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you get. <laughs> Let me think of something. <laughs> Welcome back to the Booked and Boozy podcast. Today, we are going to be covering A Touch of Darkness by Scarlett St. Clair. We are going to be heading down to the underworld. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> On this journey, we are about to take you through. We, your boozy girls, are your tour guides of the underworld today. On your left, yes, there are people dying. There are people screaming for their lives. But on your right, we have Hades. And Demon Dick. And Demon Dick. And it is not just the underworld that we are exploring today. Furthermore, welcome back to the Book to Boozy podcast. Again, this is your co-host Jada and Brooke. And we are really excited to bring you a touch of darkness today, mainly because I have a thing for death gods. Okay. I have a thing. A <laughs> if kink. you haven't noticed, if you haven't noticed, it's become a pattern for Jada. <laughs> we should just paint an upside down cross on her forehead at this point. <laughs> Listen, if I if I thought for one second that that shit actually existed, my ass would have been summoned down there a long time ago, okay? <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> no, it's true. She's already like putting out her little circle of salt, painting a pentagram on the floor, laying down spread eagle. Mm-hmm. I've got my dildo. I've demon. got a dildo on my forehead just like <laughs> really trying to manifest this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Instead Imagine of the- it all on your Star Wars rug, you just <laughs> yeah, me with like the dildo suction cup to my forehead <laughs> <laughs> and like little like dildo crystals around you. Oh my god, I can make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna manifest it. Okay, so let's hop into it. Jada, what are you drinking tonight? I was supposed to be drinking something very springy, and this still may be springy, but I'm drinking the Raspberry Wild Roots with lemonade, a little splash of Canada Dry, and that's it. There was supposed to be more in there, but I just decided instead of like the other alcohols I was going to put in there that I didn't have time to go get, I just put more shots of the raspberry vodka. (laughs) That's what I did too. Jada and I are actually drinking the same thing, and I named mine the goddess of spring because it's still kind of like pinky purple it's kind of like the color of the flowers on the cover of the book except mine's a little bit different than jada's mine is also the wild roots raspberry vodka but it's got a little bit of raspberry lime flavored seltzer Ooh, of just club soda that sounds good can we talk about this for a second though because you kind of brought it up the cover of this book is chef's kiss It's beautiful. It's so freaking beautiful. beautiful. And like, I feel like you don't get that with most fantasy novels. Like this, like, honestly, the cover was just breathtaking. Like the first time I ever saw it, I was like, wow, I have to have it. I know. It's so, I love like the vines and the flowers. And I think the colors match really well. And honestly, when you told me about this book, this was kind of the last thing that I pictured on the front. This is my first time reading a um, actual Greek mythology book, believe it or not. Oh, okay. 
haven't read Percy Jackson. I haven't really read anything with Greek mythology in it. So I don't know a lot about like the gods and goddesses and stuff like that. So I was kind of learning through this book. So I didn't know about Persephone being the goddess of spring. I Obviously, I knew about Hades. You know, I have never seen Hercules either. What? <laughs> Wait, like even like the Disney Hercules? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I've never seen maybe, a Disney? I think I've maybe seen like the first 30 minutes of it or so. Oh my God. So like literally went into this blind. So I was like, why are there flowers on the front? Totally makes sense. I mean, absolutely beautiful. Breathtaking. It's going to look great on my shelf. Unfortunately, mine did get rained on. So it's a little messed up, but I'm um, going to try and fix that. <laughs> I do want to point out that Brooke has only read the first book. I have read the two books that are out. There's another book coming out soon, but I have not read the Hades point of view yet. I do plan on reading the Hades point of view, but just know like in retrospect, when we're talking about the story, if there's some bits and pieces that we're missing, it's just because we haven't read through that yet. So moving on to the poll, I asked, would you rather hang out with Hermes at Nevernight and possibly see a certain God of the dead? Not guaranteed, but it's possible. Or have Hecate teach you witchcraft in the underworld? Hecate? Hold on. (laughs) That's how they say it in Sabrina. In Chile, Sabrina, they say Hecate. Shut the fuck up. No. (laughs) What the fuck? Were you saying Hecate? (laughs) Fuck. Hecate. I would have said Hecate if I hadn't seen. What the hell? Okay. So 46% of y'all said you would rather hang out with Hermes at Nevernight. And 54% of you said, have Hecate teach you witchcraft. Jada, where do you fall? I think I would really want to see Nevernight. Like, I think I would have like a really fun time there. But witchcraft with like the ultimate witch. But the possibility of demon dick. Yeah, I'm going to be at Nevernight. Okay, what would you choose? (laughs) (laughs) It was easy for me. I think I would rather have Hecate teach me witchcraft. I just think it'd be super cool. All I'm hearing in my brain is that that TikTok that's like, why am I a whore? Oh my god. But um something super interesting. When I put up this poll today, I actually tagged the author, Scarlett St. Clair, in the post, and she actually saw it and voted on it herself. So Scarlett St. Clair would actually rather hang out with Hermes at Nevernight and possibly see Hades. That doesn't surprise me at all because I'm pretty sure that the author on one of her lives said that she identifies a lot with Persephone. So Mm. that doesn't surprise me that she would want to mingle at Nevernight. The fact that she answered the poll, I just feel like that that's the right answer now. (laughs) No, I feel honored that she even (laughs) voted on our poll. I know. Like we were both like screaming when we saw it. We were like, oh my God. This is the first time anything like that's happened. So I'm like kind of like starstruck and maybe I'm like a little nervous. Like I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) No, same, same. (laughs) I'm like yeah, Brooke, I think I'm gonna have to take an extra shot. Yeah, Brooke, I think I'm gonna put three shots in my alcohol. <laughs> like, cause I'm like, I don't know how to function. <laughs>
All right, bitches, I am starting off today. It's your girl, Jay. The intro to our story. We have Persephone, a new Athens resident interning for New Athens News. Coffee of choice is a vanilla latte. Best friend, Lexa, a baddie, a witch, bitch, bestie. We love it. We love it. To celebrate her new internship, Lexa got them into Nevernight, a nightclub owned by Hades. I'm not going to lie. I never read the backs of the books. I've said it before. It's just something I don't do. I see the cover. I may know like a hint of what the story is about, but I generally go in blind at all times. I hated the idea of the beginning of this book. And it's to no one's fault but my own because to me, anything that's set in like a present day setting, I'm like, fuck that. I don't want it. (laughs) I want you to have to go get your own water at the stream. Okay. No electricity, not allow that luxury. You have candles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The only light you have at night is candles. The only warmth you have at night is either the body heat from your lover or the fire that you stoked. Okay. Like that's all you get. That's all (laughs) I want. Okay. Don't ask me why my brain just like automatically shuts off, but like When it was present day, I was like, no, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this. Thankfully, I pushed past that part of my brain that said, shut the fuck up. And I actually read the story and I loved it. But besides that, basically, she's like, listen, I'm going to just go ahead and give you the I'm not like other girls vibe. And she's like, no, I cannot go to Nevernight. No alcohol for me. I'm a grown ass bitch with my vanilla latte. But Lexa wasn't having it. And we all need Alexa in our lives. This is the pusher. Yes, Lex is the pusher. But as it turns out in the story, Seth has a legitimate reason as to why she doesn't want to go. Basically, she got mommy issues. Her mother is, all right, get ready. <laughs> we'll see if I'm pronouncing this correctly. Demeter. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> Hold on. I'm, I should have looked this up way prior. Is this your first like Greek retelling too? No. Whoa. Dimitra. That was French. Okay. I feel like this is not right. That's not, that's not what the word looks like. Yeah, but there's an ER. There's an ER. Okay. All right. Y'all hear that? Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Demeter, goddess of harvest and agriculture, which means, by the way, her dad is Zeus. Wait, how do we know that? Why do we know that? Basic Greek mythology. Well, this is my first time, bitch. I need a lesson, okay? Basically, all I know is Demeter. Sounds like I'm saying mater. (laughs) And Zeus banged and had Persephone. There's actually like all these stories where Hades like took her from the underworld and it like wasn't like a pretty thing however i i like how the author spun it on this no i like this one too there was a lot of consent and like feminism that I, i really liked coming like the vibe that hades had i know i love it so of course seth grabs her titties by the throat and says fuck you mom i'm going to nevernight i imagine nevernight as extremely dark and sensual lots of velvet neon lights it's already super exclusive because he doesn't allow like phones and cameras but i feel like everyone's like doing zannies in the back not that i condone that but like you know like and it's just like orgies and shit like i'm not sure that's the vibe that i'm getting 
getting. So let me tell you how I envisioned it. I know you haven't seen it, Jada, but if you've seen the show Lucifer on Netflix, Lucifer owns a nightclub. I literally envision it as Lucifer's nightclub. And I actually envision Hades as Lucifer, even though they're described differently. It's just where my brain went. I think that's great for you because I was trying not to picture Hades as Hades from the blue blob from Hercules. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But that wasn't stopping my ass. I was like, okay, well, if that's the only image I got, what he's speaking sounds correct. So I'm just going to keep going with that. And Lucifer's (laughs) hot as hell. So I'm good with it. (laughs) Seth goes up to the bar and orders two Manhattans, but a voice followed saying, drinks on me. At first I was like, oh my God, my horny ass. I was like, it's Hades. (laughs) You care already? But let me just hit you with a quick description of this dude. Diamond, sharp jawline, curly hair as dark as his eyes, and burnished brown skin. His name is Adonis. Adonis's beauty was short-lived because it was overshadowed by a lone stranger standing over a balcony. And I could give you a description, but basically he's 6'5 and all black, everything. And that's all you need to know. Okay. It's like tall, dark, and handsome. We don't need more. No, we don't. Homegirl was hit with some lust immediately. Like they pull this line every time, but it was like the the heat pulling in my stomach. I was like, same girl, same. Seth was given the password, which was pathos, aka tragedy, to the upstairs den and made her way through. The little bodyguard or whatever the hell his name is. Of course, he knew that she was a goddess, but it's because, not because her mom's, you know, mirage failed. It was because he could smell her. I don't know why we still get surprised at this point that the scent thing is just going to happen in every single book that we read, but every time- Every time it gets me. I mean, I have read guys like legit in between that break that we had. I've read like 12 plus books. Every single one of them had a smell factor. I'm not even fucking with you. I mean, is it because it's a book and they're trying to engage all your senses because you can't like actually visually see it? Like that may be the mindset of trying to initiate a smell factor, but it's always like I could smell your arousal. And I'm like, I hate that. (laughs) It's just, maybe it's an us thing. I don't fucking know. Maybe we're the only two people on the internet that's like, oh, we fucking hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Cut that shit out. (laughs) She goes up to one of the tables and of course, balcony man is behind her asking her if she plays. He pulls his drink up to his lips and licks the remnants clean. But homegirl got that sauce to her and said, I'm willing to play if you're willing to teach. They began playing and the tension is high. Whoever wins the hand gets to ask one question. She grows tired of losing and says, I don't understand why people play with Hades. Why do they sell their soul to him? He says they do because they think that they can win. And she said, do they? And he said, sometime. And then she says, does that anger him, you think? And he finally says, darling, I win either way. That'll make it pasta.tmypt But Persephone was like, oh wait, pussy throbbing, man that I'm not supposed to be with. Peace out, A-Town, gots to go. She wakes up to a small, elegant tattoo on her wrist where Hades had touched her. 
and she was going to find out why. After her first day as an intern, she left and stood outside of Nevernight ready for answers. She had a little confrontation with the guard because he was refusing to let her in and he ended up grabbing her by the throat. She let her glamour down so that he could see her god form and says, I am the goddess of spring. And if you would like to keep your fleeting life, then you will obey me. This is the Persephone that I really like. I was just like, damn girl, like way to bluff your way through that. Because like nobody really knows of her existence, right? But like also nobody knows that she doesn't really have any magic at this point. So she's just like, I'm going to fake it till I make it. So Hades popped into view along with Mint. Is her name, do you pronounce it Mint? Yeah, but it could be Minty. (laughs) Is it really? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's got an E on the end of it. Okay. It can be like Hecate. Okay, so Hades popped into view along with Mintleaf, his side piece. He whispers in her ear, you are full of surprises, darling. They head to his office and essentially she finds she had been duped by Nevernight and Hades himself. And she is now under a contract with him and the mark will only dissolve unless the contract is fulfilled. But his turn came as a surprise. He asked her to create life in the underworld. One small problem, okay? Bitch has no green thumb for a goddess of spring. She cannot do shit. But homegirl came in with all that fire and she makes yet another deal to be called on just to erase the bouncer's memory. But Hades said punishment wise, it was free of charge. Like this is like the first thing that drew my attention to him because he was like, disrespect like that will not be tolerated under me. And he made it like a point to be like, you will not touch women like that. I mean, like, ba- like the basics, but like, we're still praising it. She leaves with the upper hand, though. She says, the only way you are getting answers from me is if I decide to enter another gamble with you. Do you need another shot? Do you think it'll just make it worse? I don't know. It's whatever you think. You are know you how I normally nervous? am. I don't know. Maybe I'm just really tired. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, it does. It definitely doesn't have the energy that you normally have. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad, but like the energy's way down. <laughs> I can't. The energy must be high. <laughs> I like this book. I like this author. <laughs> uh oh. Here we go. This tastes like rubbing alcohol. I mean, do you need the tequila? But but, but I've already had so much vodka. Nice. I'm not saying I'm not saying that's what you should do, but I'm saying should you do it? Oh yeah, you didn't start off with a song. I didn't start off with a song. Okay, sorry for that really fucking dull um, intro of the story. I'm caught up now. Like, I think I'm feeling it. So here we go. Hey, mainly it's probably just the music, but (laughs) (laughs) golf snaps. The driver takes her home and just... A quick side note, I love Anthony, the Cyclops. He seems so wholesome and always be spilling the tea about Hades. He always says, my pleasure, just like a Chick-fil-A person at the drive-thru. <laughs> like you just feel like the energy radiating from him. Oh my God. And like in regards to the tea, he be, spill- he be spilling. Immediately, he be like, yeah. Like he's known this girl for two seconds and he's like, yeah, Hades is a lonely motherfucker and <laughs> probably needs a wife, but that's just my opinion. Trying to make matchmaker. <laughs> And I'm like, I stand you, Anthony. Like, okay. Well, I have to I have to interject here because I have to tell you how I picture the Cyclopses. For whatever reason, my brain would not do Cyclops, right? Like I know what a Cyclops looks like. Uh-huh. 
my brain <laughs> scared <laughs> pictured the cyclops is like the thumb people from spike oh don't do him like that oh no anthony thumb with an eye in the middle that was it <laughs> fuck now i'm not gonna be able to picture him either way i'm sorry Ah, shit. Well, I'll be damned if it doesn't take but two seconds of the story for Seth to turn her ass around and go straight back. I mean, she wastes no time in this story. She brings Adonis, the hottie from Nevernights, and her co-worker for an impromptu interview with Hades. I mean, bitch is demanding. She is like going up there. She's like knocking on the door like she's the big bad wolf outside. She's like, let me in. Let me <laughs> in, please. so once she gains access to the fortress she confronts him about his deals with mortals accusing him of destroying lives through deception they start getting into a fight hades drops adonis's ass with a flick of the wrist okay he's like listen he don't need to hear this he don't need to see this i'm about to drop this motherfucker and he just waves them off and he's like down okay i like the sound effects says you blame me for the choices you made i'm like okay mom and dad like what the fuck is going on he's like but it changes nothing i'm like is this like a what do they call it a telenovela oh yeah a telenovela (laughs) and he goes can't i'm holding it together (laughs) you are mine for six months and i'm so sorry Not only am I jealous of this bitch, it also is a little cringy now that I'm saying it out loud. But essentially, like, they're in this bargain. She's got six months, and they have to fuck before that time ends so that way they can stay together forever. We know how this works, and I ate that shit up, okay? My favorite line of the book comes up. Seth says, it is true what they say about you. You heed no prayer. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little hot. You offer... (laughs) Brad just walked into the room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really don't want to say that'll make my pussy throb in front of Brad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to stand in front of Brad. He's my husband. (laughs) I went up there and I was like, yeah, we're not going to say the things we have to say in front of you. He's like, (laughs) he started laughing. He was like, I'm not listening. And I was like, we're we're still not. No. No. The things we about to say. Because from this point on, shit just keeps going down in this book. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just got through the most boring part of it, okay? It's about to get spicy from here. Okay. Okay. You offer no mercy. He responds, no one prays to the god of the dead, my lady. And when they do, it's too late. If you say that really quick, it does sound like pussy. Sounds like pussy. Am I just drunk or does it sound like my No, I think you're drunk. Okay. Oh my god, if anyone in real life ever finds this fucking
Persephone shows up to Nevernight for her favor. They take her to Hades' office where she finds the portal to the underworld and was in shock to see what the underworld was actually like. The exact opposite of death. The underworld looked abundant with life. And I will say, I think that her perspective of the underworld mirrors her perspective of Hades, which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. I like that touch. She came upon this dark churning river, aka the sticks and a hand grasped her ankle pulled that bitch down yeeted her ass she was about to die but hermes pulled her out her bitch ass out the god of trickery and thieves but he says let me guess who you are I think you're the goddess of sexual frustration. Oh, excuse me. I meant Hades' sexual frustration. Listen, um, if I was Persephone and someone told me I was the epitome of Hades' sexual frustration, I wouldn't have even had to travel to the underworld. I would have passed away right then. They could have tucked my soul. I mean, (laughs) it would have been done. It would have been done and over with. Can I just say also that I feel like Hermes is like the gay queen of the story? He is the gay queen. And like, like, I feel like he would be my gay best friend. Like, I feel like he's Persephone's gay best friend. And plus, like, the gods, I think, were very, like, fluid sexuality wise. Okay. So, to which, as soon as Hermes said Hades' sexual frustration, Hades came upon his ass, yeeted him across the underworld, and was like, hee hee, I'll deal with you later. I'm gonna deal with her first. Okay. Can you not get yourself killed for two fucking seconds, bitch? Like that was his motto. He cowers back though after realizing that Persephone was hurt. He takes her to his palace. He takes it very personally if someone actually gets hurt within his realm. Not only does he take her there, but he takes her straight to his bedroom. In my mouth was agape. I know it's not agape. I know it's agape or agape, but it was agape. Agape is like something from Christianity. <laughs> okay, well, my mouth was agape, wide open Venus flytrap, because she like grabs his hand and shows him where she got hurt. <laughs> I mean, I can't shit on her because that would be me. Like he puts his hand on her ribs and he's like, I'm going to heal you with my godly powers. And she starts moaning into his touch. I was like, this is a little fast. I was like, you might want to slow it down, babe. Like keep it on mute. But you know, it's fine. Do what you got to do. He likes it anyways. Then he hands her some clothes and says, change. And she was like, bitch, I'm not wearing old coochie cloths from your exes. And he was like, take it or leave it clothes or naked. There is no other option. And she was like, you wouldn't. And like, I love this because they do this all the time. She's like, you wouldn't. He's like, what? Undress you happily and with far more enthusiasm than you realize, my lady. Girl, you would love Lucifer. Like he literally, he literally talks exactly like Lucifer does. Well, I guess I'm gonna watch Lucifer. Would say like I can picture the accent in my head. Like it just, it's Lucifer, and you need to watch it. I mean, I love the devil, softy man. Like I love it. Watch it. And I am so jealous of this bitch again because he puts her to bed, and she wakes up to him sitting in a chair with sultry eyes and a glass of whiskey like first of all the glass of whiskey like nice touch like oh. and we all know he got that like he got that bad boy stance you know what i'm saying like he was like assume the position 
Okay. Legs apart, bulge out, hand on the whiskey, one hand on the face, like leaning to the side. I was like, I can't, I can't take this anymore. I need to be revived. I'm alive, but I'm dead. I'm alive. I'm alive, but I'm dead. Hades then takes her on a tour and he explains to her that the life she sees in the underworld is an illusion, something created by his magic, which is why he wants the goddess of spring to create life here. She asked how she is supposed to enter the underworld to work. And then honey, I was shocked. I was in tears. I was living for this moment because all of a sudden Hades pushed her up out of nowhere against the garden wall. Legs flying, hands exploring. He snaps away from her and says, now all you will have to do is snap your fingers and you will be in the underworld. Through that action, I guess he bestowed a favor onto her. And so like, this is where Persephone struggles because she kind of feels like he's giving her mixed signals constantly, which I don't blame her because it's like, does he really want me? Or is he just doing this for an underlying motive? Kind of like going off of what everybody says about Hades, not actually what is like being laid out in front of her and what Hades actions are portraying. Now she also has the favor of a God that her mom has told her to stay away from her entire life yeah which is like perfection because her mom's a little bitch so he snaps his fingers and takes her out of the underworld it takes everything in my power not to say underwear (laughs) this whole time he leaves her with an odd request which is to stay away from adonis but he says i'm not giving orders i'm asking she says well then i have a choice and he says yes but if you choose him i'll take you back to the underworld to which she says you wouldn't and he responds oh darling you don't know what i'm capable of that i kind of liked and i didn't i was like he's giving her like a choice but he's not like at this point we still don't know a lot about this character and we're still feeling him out and i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna like this dude or not i know a couple people who have read the hades point of view and I feel like a lot of this gets taken care of. Mm, okay. Because I do have questions. I have a I have a discussion point on this at the end. Also, I do have to say you did chapter seven. I did? Yeah. Well, they were in Roman numerals and I was like... <laughs> I'm dead as I'm dead I'm like being dead as fuck like I've had to keep googling the 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 numbers I don't know what fucking chapter I'm on you didn't learn Roman numerals as a kid no bitch I did not I barely knew my times tables math was not my subject so yeah that doesn't surprise me I was actually worried about this I was like stressing that I missed a chapter no it's fine because you did chapter seven way better than I was gonna do chapter seven Okay. Well, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> have to figure out where we are now. So. <laughs> oh, that's why you grabbed your book. No, like legit. Like my Google. That was like, wait a second. All right. Um, Scarlet St. Clair, you made people do their homework. Can you please next time in parentheses put the actual number? Some of us have to work harder than others at life. <laughs> All right, so moving into part two. So Hades has tasked her with making life in the underworld. And I was like, oh my fucking God, if this turns into a pregnancy plot, I'm out. Like, bitch, I'm out. But thankfully, it's not going in that direction so far. She's like, oh, wait, let me try and grow some flowers. Because she's goddess of spring, so it makes sense. Her mom's goddess of harvest, which, like, 
to be honest, I got like more Goddess of Spring vibes from her mom. Right. Then I did her even like when her powers developed. I'm still trying to like figure that out, but I'm sure it's going to like go into more detail in the second book. But she's like, okay, like, let me figure this out. Like what actually grows in the underworld? I was like, good. That's like a smart thought. So she goes to the library and she finds a book to tell her more about Hades. She figures out the flowers of the underworld that like grow there regularly. She's like, this should be easy. Like I got this as long as I don't touch them and they don't die. And then she went and bought her seeds. So she goes to the underworld and she plants her seeds and she goes to look for some water and then runs into Hades' three Dobermans. And at this point, I was like, oh no, he's getting me. <laughs> That's <laughs> this all it is takes where it me. I was like, he's a dog lover. <laughs> and so then, as she's looking for water, she runs into our queen, Hecate. Our literal queen. Literal queen. Like, we pray to Hecate and Hecate only. (laughs) We don't pray to men. We pray to women. Got it? Okay. God is a woman. Yeah. (laughs) Here we go singing again. Okay. (laughs) And she tells her not to draw her water from this specific river or it will steal her memories. And she's like, that bitch Hades. I'm going to go spank him later. And I'm like, yes, ma'am, you do that. Yes, ma'am, get the paddleboard. (laughs) Then she takes her to meet the souls at the marketplace. And it's got a name and I forgot what it was. I didn't write it down, but it's the super cute place Hades has for several of his souls just to live and they actually work, but not, they don't trade money. They don't have currency. They just do what they love. If they like to, if they're, if they were a blacksmith in their previous life, then they're over there making swords. Obviously there's no war to go to, but they just do it because they love it. There's some women making scarves and there's some women making crowns and it's just, it's beautiful to see. And these people, these souls, they end up loving Persephone and they don't even know who she is yet. And this is the first time that she recognizes Hades' kindness to those in the afterlife. Because obviously, when anybody thinks of Hades, you automatically think the devil, right? Like you Mm -hmm. think of this evil person who, you know, once you die, everything turns bad in the afterlife. You're drugged down to this pit of eternal torture and, you know, you can never escape. Well, that's not the case in this book. And Persephone is starting to learn that. But she wants more answers. So she goes up to the palace and they play rock, paper, scissors. I don't know. I low-key love this. I really did. It was cute, but I was like, what? But it was cute. I low-key, I fucking loved it. I was like, she's got, like, literally, this bitch has got him wrapped so far around her finger. They are playing rock, paper, scissors. Like, legit. And it's so early on, too. Like, it's early days. And she's got him playing rock, paper, scissors. Anyway, she finds out that there are some things that Hades can't control, like diseases. Those are left up to the fate. He gives them reasonable ways to manage whatever troubles they're facing in his abilities. And she responded with that maybe instead of making wagers, he helped them financially with their problems, like paying for rehab. Well, remember this for later because Hades also remembers it for later. But right as it's getting interesting, Minth comes in and announces that they found an intruder in the underworld. So they go to the throne room and Hades is like on his throne, like this all black throne in this like dark room. He has this like empowering presence and he's like, no, you're a goddess. You will also 
sit on a throne. <laughs> Jada's fanning herself. I'm fucking crying because I want it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where it gets kind of serious. Um, a man walks in, the intruder that they found, and he literally gets on his hands and knees and begs Hades for his wife's soul back. And he goes as far to say that he would even trade his soul for hers. And what's so sad about it is that they were married for one day and then she died in her sleep. So like, I don't blame him at all. But unfortunately, Hades does not grant his wish. And Persephone gets mad, obviously, because she doesn't understand. When she went and looked for this book, to find out the flowers that grow in the underworld, she also discovered all of Hades' powers. And he has the power of necromancy and reincarnation and being able to raise the dead. And she just does not understand why he would not help these mortals out. And she runs away. The circle flight <laughs> when you hear the call. I don't know if that's the right word. Oh, I don't know the words at all. <laughs> So Persephone runs home. She's pissed as fuck. She's like, what the fuck kind of God is this? This is not a God that I want to be associated with. Like, he's a piece of shit. And she just immediately started, like, hate writing her feelings down into this article because she works at this, like, journalism place. And it's a little, it's a little hasty. It's a little irresponsible. But, like, go off. Like, I'm all for, like, journaling your feelings. Like, that. That's one thing, but this bitch is like, no, I'm gonna tell the world. Just don't I'm save like- it on your iCloud, okay? <laughs> People hack into that shit. <laughs> As she finds out. <laughs> <laughs> and she like, she says some hateful things. I'm like, wow, these words are sharp. Like this bitch woke up and chose violence. But then in the middle of her writing her article, her mom comes in and distracts her. And mind you, we're in her office at this point distracts her and when she comes back Adonis was in her office reading her article and she's like bitch get the fuck out and he's like okay okay and like backs out slowly she doesn't think a thing of it and goes to Nevernight that night to try her luck again in the underworld when she runs into Hermes our gay queen Hermes again the god of trickery right he's like bitch I'm gonna show you the tea like I'm not gonna tell you the tea I'm gonna show you the tea so he literally drags her into the mirror on the wall literally transports them off the plane of this earth into the mirror and disguises them to eavesdrop on Hades Minth and Hades come in arguing and she says you think this will sway the goddess to think better of you and then a woman enters Also, he kind of goes off before the woman enters and he's like, I don't care what anybody thinks of me, let alone you talking to Mint. And I'm like, she! (laughs) I was like, ouch! But also (laughs) like, go off. So this woman comes in. She asks Hades to trade her life for her daughter's who has brain cancer. And Persephone's thinking, oh, here we go again. He's gonna say no, like that bitch he is. And he does deny her request. But then he says he will still help her. And he gives her daughter his favor and says that she will be well. The woman in return calls him the most generous God. And he makes her promise that she will not tell a soul what he did. So I have a question here. Why do you think that he doesn't do this more often or didn't do this more often until Persephone put this thought in his head? Personally, I agree with his previous tendencies. And it's not that I don't really think that he did it prior to Persephone. I feel like he did. But I feel like, you know, in a way, Persephone did kind of open his eyes maybe like a little bit more 
but you think maybe he was doing it behind the scenes and telling people not to tell people what he did so like he gets this bad reputation even though he's still a good person no exactly that's exactly what I think happened so that's why I'm really interested to read his point of view because I'm interested to see where more of his motives come from because I feel like he had been doing this all along there's just so many aspects of his gifts and powers when he reads people and like here's the thing if he brought every single person back from the dead the circle of life it would not continue okay like you know what i'm saying no no no. i get that and there is a reason he doesn't bring people back from the dead but as far as like this woman who comes in and she has her daughter who has brain cancer like do you think he helps people behind the scenes or do you think that persephone has kind of opened his mind up to being like hey maybe i should be doing this for people obviously she has made him feel this way and that it's a later point in the story but she has influenced his decision making and how he helps mortals i feel like he did but not to this extent i feel like i'm not saying that persephone is not playing a key part in this however i do feel like you know people like hermes and Hecate and like some of the people that work for him wouldn't like willingly work for him. They tell Persephone if like he wasn't showing qualities like this previously. Okay, that's a really good point. All right, I like that. I agree with that. So I think his point of view will be very helpful um, to get perspective on this. So as soon as the woman leaves, Hades snaps his fingers. And Hermes and Persephone literally fall out of the mirror. <laughs> it just did you the whole time. Like they I were love this. And I was like, <laughs> so much for the god of trickery. He didn't trick nobody. You can't get anything past Hades. And then he snapped his fingers again and dumped Persephone in the underworld. She then tended to her garden and was kind of roaming around, just like getting a feel of the land. And she found his library. Here we go again. A book is not a good book unless it has a library. I will die on this hill. And she- especially when it's his library, you know what I'm saying? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> she asked him why he revoked his favor on her, which was kind of like what she thought had happened when she ran away after Hades had rejected the man um, from bringing his wife back to life. But it turns out he had never done that. But what he responded with was to teach you a lesson, not to leave when you're angry with me. And I was like, you know, that's actually kind of a good practice. Yes, some people need to just take a breather, take a hike, and then come back and hash out their feelings. But I like what he said next. He said, I would rather explain my intentions to you than have you spy on me. And then they could have a healthy discussion. I love that. I was just like, I wrote my notes. Wow, 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 wow. Like, I'm not healthy, but he's healthy. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if you guys were here. I can't remember what episode it was, but I will say it again. And I will die on this hill. This is why we like 500 plus year old men with trauma. Because they're emotionally mature. And it's true. Jada said, and I'll drink to that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He then explains that while he can raise the dead, it doesn't work with everyone, especially when the fates are involved. And that this woman's life was cut short by the fates for a reason, and he could not interfere. But he could bargain with the fates when the lives are in limbo, such as the sick girl. So then everything kind of starts making a little bit more sense to Persephone. And he continues with, 
you have always been Lady Persephone. Whether you choose to embrace your blood or not, she says, what is there to embrace? I'm an unknown goddess at best and a minor one at that. He says, if this is how you think of yourself, you will never know power. Which <laughs> Jada's doing the YMCA to TMYPT. <laughs> Just trying to signal to you my feelings. <laughs> but he's signaling. He's literally like foreshadowing to what he's going to tell her at the end. And I didn't pick up on this until I read it back to write my notes. But it's, it makes so much sense now. It does. So the next morning she woke up to Alexa literally screaming at her about her article. She's like, oh my God, your article, it's on the news, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, what the fuck? What do you mean my article's on the news? Like, it did not post that shit. And then she's like, Adonis. So Dimitri, who is her boss, asked her to continue her investigative journalism on Hades after this. He's like, wow, that shit was so good. Like, keep doing it. And she's like, I don't know if I can, but okay. (laughs) And then... Surprise, surprise, she's posted this article about the god of the underworld, the god she was supposed to stay away from, and her bitch-ass mom shows up to scold her. She's like, aren't you so proud of me? Like, I'm exposing this god that you hate. And she's like, no, bitch, stay away from him. She's like, shits on her accomplishments. And I'm like, you are a controlling bitch with emptiness syndrome, and I hate you. (laughs) Yeah, because... I want to keep calling her Dementor. She's not a Dementor. What the <laughs> fuck is her name? Demeter. Demeter, okay. Demeter only likes the idea of what her daughter is through her eyes and not who actually her daughter is. And that makes me sad. And I fucking hate that bitch. I kind of understand her motives at the end, but we'll talk about it later. But at the same time, it's like, at this point, your daughter's an adult and she can make her decisions. Like, get the fuck out of her life like as in depth as you are like at this point you're not supposed to be a mom you're supposed to be a friend yeah she spies on her which is like super fucking cringe and like there was like a point adult that, woman there was like a point that said that she like actually tracks her phone and i was like this is problematic this woman needs therapy <laughs> no legit like controlling motherfucker like i hate it Persephone and Lexa arrive to the La Rose. Seth has put on a hip snagging v-neck dress to spite Hades, even though she doesn't want to admit it. It was another god's territory, but she was like, just in case. Okay, just in case. It's like when you're going to a coffee shop on your first date. You're like, yep, gotta shave it all off, just in case. Going to his parents' house, gotta shave it all off, just in case. <laughs> Adonis's ass was there, and she was not happy about it, especially since Lexi was head over heels for this creep job, okay? Later on that night, Adonis's ass roofied them, for sure, totally roofied them, and put yeah. his hands on Persephone, but not for long, because guess who showed up? That's right, motherfucking Hades. Adonis got ogred by one of his minions 
And Hades was there. Like Persephone looked at him with like the eyes. You saved me. And was like, I love you. And like, they like went to each other. He was like, I'm not gonna let anyone hurt you, babe. Like I felt very like, like if I was in like a mob scenario, (laughs) if Hades was like the king of the mob and he was like, don't worry, babe. I'll kill every motherfucker. I'll put a cap in every motherfucker. Like, don't you fucking try me, ho. I already know what kind of fan fiction you used to read. I can just tell. Well, fucking Den of Vipers, like, also put that shit in my head. Nice. Hades then picked her up as she started to get dizzy and took her to his car. And ladies and gentlemen, strap in your titties because we about to get spicy from here on out. Even if you don't have titties, baby, bunch them together. Them A cups, they still valuable, okay? Bunch them together. Yikes, I feel called out. <laughs> I'm talking about myself. I feel like I'm a heart. I'm a solid B. You know? You got titties. I do. But like, this feels like a B. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't feel like I'm a C. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good right about now. Before I had surgery. And I'm <laughs> They're gone. Which makes me really sad for you because you were like, yeah, bitch, I'm going to have titties after this. <laughs> I thought I was. I thought like if she brought my chest out, there would be more inside of me to bring out. Oh, that's so <laughs> sad. Well, you can just buy them. They were in the back seat and she said, what are you doing here? He says, you don't take orders. That's why I'm here. And she says, yeah, you're right. I don't take orders from you. Hades and he says trust me darling I am aware like literally like babe can you stop saying darling because like it's literally making like like literally at one point while I was reading this book like saliva was pulling in my mouth and I was like am I okay or is like is something actually wrong so I'm getting a darling king from like all of these books they just keep adding up they all say darling and I'm just I'm getting a darling king no I fucking love it like give it to me daddy okay so she tried to say she wasn't his. And I'm pretty sure it's quite the opposite. A challenge rose in her and she straddled him in the back seat. God move, goddess energy, baby. You take it, you own it. You tell him who's boss. He says, except she's drugged right now. Anyways, <laughs> he says, careful goddess. It's a warning. And she says, you think I don't know what's good for me? What I need? <clears throat> to you, my bitty, he says. I don't think, goddess, I know I could make you worship me. Like, bitch, I already worship you, okay? Like, watching this, like, watching this bitch live my dream. <laughs> it's hard to be jealous of others. <laughs> it's hard to watch other people live out your dreams. <laughs> yes like like literally like seeing worship me roll off his tongue like yes but like homegirl rails it in she's like listen okay you may be right she says this in her head but then she says out loud like the true fucking queen she says you will worship me (laughs) raise your fucking glass to persephone bitch like never let a man know Never! I was going to say raise your titties, and I was like full on ready to be like, I'll try. We can do that too. Raise them to the heavens because <laughs> we go in straight to hell. 
Should we push them down then? No. No, we <laughs> She wakes up in his bed in full on panic because she booty ass naked and looks at him and asks, why? Question mark, question mark. Am I naked in your bed? If two plus two is four, what the fuck is this? I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm fucking telling you right now. He goes, you insisted. And like, oh, like, bitch, was like, I was getting red at this point. I was like, yikes. Ooh, like, honestly, relatable as fuck. Because if I was roofied in front of Hades, it's not funny. Like, the fact that she was roofied, like, that's not fucking funny. Like, it's not. Period. Like, fuck that. But I'm just saying, if I was in a drug state next to the hottest man I've ever seen and he hits the death god king, bitch, you gonna get this death god breath, period. <laughs> so you need to make a WAP, a WAP remix. <laughs> death god pussy. <laughs> what did you say? Death grip pussy. <laughs> But yeah, I was like, oof, LOL. And he was like, no, we didn't fuck. But when you do, I promise you'll remember. I'm trying so hard to keep it together. So she fires back at him because she realizes he knew all along about Adonis, which duh, bitch. Like I'm a little con- like this is where I do get annoyed at Persephone because he did tell you. He did warn you. He said, I don't like him. He said, I think he's a fucking little pussy. I'm just like, why? Like, what does he know that I don't know? Well, he told her. Like, it's not like he said, oh, yeah, I think Adonis is a chill fucking dude. No, he was like, fuck that little bitch. Don't you go near him. Okay. Is he like omniscient and knows everything about everyone? Or like, does he know something about this dude that we don't know? Uh, I feel like I'd have to read the Hades point of view to know. And then she just kind of turns it on him in this weird way. And she was like, well, I thought you were jealous because he kissed me. And I was like, okay, this is turning down a path that I don't necessarily support. And I'm not sure where this is going, but we're going to keep riding this train. You just, you just do you boo. Okay. Light his ass on fire. So finally he says, why are you so desperate to hate me? She says she doesn't, but then he quoted her own article about him. Oof. Whoo. Hades tries to backtrack it though, like Persephone didn't hurt him, but their argument turned into like this heat. I mean, like all of a sudden it was like, inferno he was lifting her up like they were hate fucking each other she was like completely naked she dropped like she had the little you know she was like oh let me just pull this like cover over and i'm just gonna saucily dance over to him while i'm like you're fucking jealous and like you fucking hate me and i fucking hate you and then she's like oops it's gone i'm naked you can hate fuck me now like honestly you go bitch and so they're like really going at it. He takes her over to the bed and says, well, you'd probably enjoy fucking me, but you definitely don't like me and left. Like he straight up left her ass. 
which is honestly a fuckboy thing to do. But at the same time, like he knew what he was doing. Like he knew that she would just want him more. And also at the same time, I like that he didn't just like fuck her then because I feel like he knew that at least for her first time, because she's like apparently a virgin, like this isn't what he wanted. Well, or like what he thinks that she would want for her. I don't know. I need to read the Hades point of view. I think I'm just going to do that tonight. <laughs> I was like, okay. I respect it. Like what you just said, like, I respect it. I didn't think of it like him trying to envision what she would want for her first time. I thought of it like their first time. Like he didn't want their first time to be like that. Yeah. And like, she just, she literally just had like something traumatic happen to her. And almost like literally Adonis almost took advantage of her the night previously. And I just feel like it was a bad situation. So I feel like in a way, like he did good, like avoiding his desires and just getting the fuck out. Then after he leaves, two major things happen before they see each other again. One, Persephone gets invited through her boss to watch Hades at the Olympian Gala, which is underworld themed. How convenient. Mint Leaf makes an impromptu visit. That's a spoiler. What's a spoiler? Calling her Mint Leaf. She's a Mint Leaf. She becomes one. Oh my gosh, she really does. She really does. <laughs> okay, well, it's appropriate. Mint Leaf makes an impromptu visit to her work and they fight it out over the article. And it's basically in my mind a pissing contest between these two characters like legit yeah I, but mint leaf doesn't have anything on her she's a goddess i know but mint leaf clearly like she got fucked once and then she thought it was her whole world and i can see why she was hurt but you know it is what it is so that i'd be but her the rest of my life too <laughs> me too i'd be a bitter ass bitch I would I would be mint leaf for an eternity just to get one fucking time. Anyways, wow, do I sound thirsty or what? Take you a sip, sip, you thirsty hoe. I'm thirsty. Let me take a sip of alcohol. I'm sure that'll help. Mint leaf's words rattle in her head. You are the worst wager he has ever made. When Seth goes back down to the underworld to work on her tasks, she realizes the people of the underworld are honoring Hades today. And one of them says, we've been hopeful he will soon have a queen. I was eating this shit up. I was like, I want them together so bad. I love that all her, all his little people are like, we bow down to Persephone. You know what I'm saying? And like, honestly, like, because she is a goddess and like, no one has ever looked up to her as a goddess. I think like this is like a really sweet gesture from like the underworld peeps. One of the children of the underworld calls out to her and she ends up spending the day with them. And it was just so cute. I loved it. I was like, oh my God, she's like pulling a Hermaldi, you know what I'm saying? Princess Diaries. Oh yeah, me at the Hermopolis. Yeah, she's like, She's pulling a Mia Thermopolis. She's like, oh, I'm the queen of this carriage. I'm like going to this city on this parade. And she's like, no, fuck no. I'm going to go hang with the orphanage. And like, we're going to play some beat bopping music in the background. Like, this is exactly what I'm seeing. And I love it. The souls at the end of the day looked up to her and said, 
will you wear our crown lady persephone of course she does and then she dances the night away with them and hecate helps her to the public bath me in my mind i was like hades anytime now where you at homie where you at I really want to shout the author out here because she described this in such a beautiful way. Like I loved it for me. The tension was high, like everything that she was describing, like I pictured in my head and she was just like acknowledging Hades power and the beauty of his realm as she looked out over the edge of the pool, but she turned around and their eyes met. And then finally he asked, may I join you? So he gets naked, right? Homeboy is a hundred percent into her, and she knows it now because, like, he was springing into action. Springing, no pun intended. She was springing. He was springing into. You know that could be taken so many different ways, and I might be drunk at this point, but like, he was springing into action. That's a that's a verb, right? Two. He was springing into action and she's the goddess of spring. That's a play on word. Three, he was springing into action and his dick was springing out of his pants. Exactly. Like that's the epitome of my intelligence because I meant all of those things at one time. (laughs) (laughs) So he wades over to her. And oh my God, one of my favorite conversations they have, she says, it is a little, I'm not like other girls. You don't know me, <laughs> but like, we're going to look past that. Okay. We're going to look past it. Here we go. <clears throat> she says, you don't know me. He says, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> I know the way you're. <laughs> How long have you been? As if you could outrun me. As if you could fight me off. I'm so glad that like you can like understand these like analogies now. Let me just try this like for the thousandth time. He says, I know you. I know the way your breath hitches when I touch you. I know how your skin flushes when you're thinking about me. There is rage. There is passion. There is darkness. And he says those final words as his tongue is swirling. cracking the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) i had like a random like when you were saying that i had a random flashback to the high lord meeting where it was like have you ever noticed that little sound she makes when she climaxes and i was like oh (laughs) (laughs) and he says those final words as his tongue swirling up her neck and he says and i want to taste it scrum dilly umptious and then it just gets hot with Scrum-dilly like two t's but mint mint leaves ass interrupts while he is i love this part while he is responding to mint leaf she is stroking him under the water and his words are coming out tense he's like uh yeah i'll be there at dinner in like uh, two seconds just get the fuck out but as soon as she leaves persephone is not far behind and she confronts his ass she's like i know you be fucking her she can assist you with whatever you need that i created 
first mm. and foremost. That inferno, that desire, it's because of me. And the you're goddess the spring is blooming something in the god of the dead. Exactly. And the only thing that can suffice it is going to be me. But how about this? You'll get your little fucking assistant and try. Try me ho. The power. So. Blue balls. Blue balls, essentially. <laughs> so. <clears throat> She's like, I don't want you. Take that and leave it. And he goes, do you know my powers, Persephone? In response to what she says, he goes, yes, but you are forgetting an important one. I can taste lies and yours are as sweet as your skin. Bish got caught, but (laughs) bish still be fire. Persephone went home and there's only one word to describe how she be feeling after she left Hades, and that is horny. Okay, homegirl starts masturbating and Sammy hallucinates Hades in her bedroom. Like, not gonna lie, that shit was fire. Okay, like, not I also, gonna say. I also still think he was Loki there. I mean, I hope he was. I hope he was. To be honest, <laughs> even though that's an invasion of her privacy. Well, no, I mean, he was like calling his name like Hades, Hades, God of the Underworld. And he was like, honestly, she was like praying to him at that point. Yes, she was praying. She was like, take me to church. Exactly. Okay. anyways, so he answered her prayers like the like the God he is and was there. Splickety split. Okay. I don't feel like it's some Edward Cullen type <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he was like watching Bell, like Bella, like in the corner, like Bella, like no, like this bitch was manifesting his ass into the room. It was on, yeah. I don't want to say she was like giving consent, but at the same time, it's a lot better than whatever was doing. No, she was manifesting him. <laughs> I can only hope that happens to me one day. So. The next day, it was gala night. Lexi and Seth got ready. Seth was like, girl, you looking like goddess of the underworld. And she was like, bitch, skirt. Don't even bring that up. But low-key, she loving it, okay? Low-key, she loving it. When they arrived and Hades walked in, the tension, (laughs) the tension could have been sliced through the air. Mint leaf was on his arm. But Lexi made it a point to say, legit, everyone in the room saw him. I fucking you, baby. It does not matter. Like Lexi, true queen. Did I call her Lexi? Lexa, true queen. Okay. She's like, bitch, don't worry. There's all these hot bitches in the room, but he only has eyes for one hot bitch. And that's for you. So. And that's king shit. King shit. A lot happens in this chapter. So let me sum it up for you. Hermes, our gay queen, comes in and says, you look jealous. And she finally admits that she is. But he's like, listen, baby, I'm not the god of fuckery for no reason. Let's make him jealous. And kisses her on the cheek. Like, oh, like, listen, if Hermes swings, like he can swing my way anytime. Okay. Same. Yes. Hades made this huge speech about the articles Persephone wrote about him, ignited him, basically saying that it ignited him to open up a new charity project. 
and like spoke well of her despite the fact that she ripped his asshole a new one in that article okay like let's think about that then sybil's ass comes up and starts talking some voodoo shit she's like listen your auras are clean together your colors are intertwined swear to god like i've said the same shit before i'm not even fucking lying i'm not even fucking lying i mean like Nah, his aura's off. Oh, their auras, they clash. Can't handle it. Their colors, they don't fucking mix. Like, you also have, like, an insane ability to read people, though. Like, mm-hmm. you read people so well. I don't know if that's your Pisces ass or your empath ass or your Pisces empath ass, but you read people so well. I don't think I'm an empath, but that might make me an empath. The fact that I don't think I'm an empath. <laughs> I think you have empath qualities. I don't think you're... I don't think you take on the full aspect of being an empath, but I think you have that quality to a degree. But anyways, I feel like you read people very well. Yeah. So basically I've said some dumbass shit before, just like that. <laughs> I don't think it's dumb, but okay. Well, it's some, voodoo, it's some voodoo hippie shit. And I was like, your auras I'm don't match. For it. I'm, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you Moldavite. I'm buying shit to research. It's up there. I'm going to buy you Moldavite. Have you heard of it? Yes. So I can cry myself to sleep every night. Thank you. I appreciate that thoughtful gift. (laughs) No, okay. Not not that part of it, but like I was, I followed this one TikToker girl and she said that, yeah, it causes some strength in some areas of your life, but ultimately everything comes full circle and you get the best part of everything you've meant to have. And it's opened up all of her psychic abilities. Okay. Well, maybe I need to get it. And then Aphrodite shows up and she even be like, girl, I'm the goddess of love. I know how you be looking at him and I know how he be looking at you. Don't test me. But she's like, listen, I can't listen to your bitch ass any longer. I've got to go. I didn't ask for your comment. So she straight up is overwhelmed and leaves. But Hades is right behind her. She's like, yeah, your speech was beautiful. And that's great. All in all, but did you funk? I mean, but did you fuck mint leaf? Okay, that's all I want to know. He says, it sounds like you were requesting a game, goddess. And he held out his hand and they were whisked away to the underworld. A single deck of cards lay on the table. The game, poker, the stakes. If she wins, he answers her questions. If he wins, she removes her clothes and she was like deal also like i don't think we're putting enough emphasis on the fact that they were dancing in the middle of a ball that was meant for hades and like specifically his realm the underworld and his own specific charity all eyes were on him and her and then like poof like everybody knows what they're going to do like everybody notices their exit like that was a power move and you cannot convince me otherwise i love it i love everything about it and you know what i also love this sexy time coming up dick dick (laughs) i no longer write down what i'm gonna say about a sex scene because i love your improv you do yeah okay should i take a shot yes (laughs) okay i'm just gonna do how drunk are you scale one to ten I'm probably a 6.5. Okay. I guess I'm going to do a full then. (laughs) Tastes horrible. Okay. Got it, bitch.
basically they go through this card game and we know Persephone can't fucking win a deck of cards to save her god damn life you know what I'm saying like she is not that good so clearly she was like yeah I'm gonna take this deal because either way I'm gonna get answers or I'm gonna get naked and you're gonna fuck me and like honestly how am I losing at this point these are questions that don't need to be answered they are just correct so (laughs) they get a little philosophical at first she's like I mean he's like I do not control what other people think of me (laughs) and she's like you think words have meaning this is important okay this is important for like a page later he says they are just words Words are used to spin stories and craft lies. And occasionally they are strung together to tell the truth. And she goes, well, if words hold no action, what does? Their eyes lock. The fire is rushing behind them. Persephone stares at the cards and then back to Hades, then back at the cards, then back to Hades. And then he says, action, Lady Persephone, action. And Persephone was like, bitch, say no more. I only have one train of thought and it is into you at this moment. So she was like, their lips collided, their tongues intertwined. There was some cop in a feel action going on. Titties on hard, titties on alert, titties out. Persephone (laughs) clung to him. She was flying through his hair. And he goes, I have thought of you every night since you left me in the bath. And she was like, you left me desperate. Girl, don't say that. Yeah, that was a wrong move. That was not a good move. I was with you every point until then. Don't you ever tell a man you be desperate, okay? He desperate for you, period. Okay, anyways. (laughs) He lowered and kissed the inner part of her thigh, following with his swirling tongue. The exploration. He was exploring. Okay. Bamanos. I said. <laughs> Dora, Dora, Dora. No. The way. explorer. Swiper, no swiping. Swiping. Yes, swiping. So <laughs> then he goes, I said I would be a generous lover, not a kind one. And oh, Honestly, I would have been out for the count. I would have been out. I would have been a part of the underworld if he said that to me. She had no time to collect herself. Hades reached for her, dragging her mouth. And she's like, no, bitch, I want you now. And he's like, patience, darling. You don't just get to want me and make me want you to a sacrilegious level and then just pretend that I can't take my time with you. Like, yes sir yes daddy yes zaddy okay we say our prayers to that amen amen to my chambers he reported and he's like she's like bitch like wait a second can't you just teleport like you know literally everyone in the underworld is about to see our asses disheveled you know what i'm saying like it's gonna be a little much but he's like i prefer the whole palace to know we were not meant to be disturbed. I'd be praying to the God of the dead every night now after I read this book. I wish a thousand times 
<laughs> so basically after that they fuck hardcore they obviously are very good at hate fucking each other but this type of fucking i'm living for it i'm licking i'm living for it he's living and licking for it living and licking for it he's like tell me you want me and she's like i want you he's like tell me you lied <laughs> i and she goes i thought words meant nothing nothing to you only action i was like bitch less words i was like less words more gluck gluck okay <laughs> she can show you action homie she listens to the call her daddy podcast <laughs> you shouldn't but at the same time i know most of us do <laughs> and he says do you want me to fuck you tell me use your words and she goes i want you to fuck me and then basically from then on out, it was just savage. He says, you left me desperate. I've thought about you every night since. I've tasted your lies. You are mine. I was like, yes, yes, daddy, give it to me. They fuck till their heart's content. And then we know it was good because bitch was deceased. She was laid to rest by the God of the underworld after that type of action and how many bitches how many bitches actually get it on their first time like props props to hades amen amen that's a true fucking spiritual leader right there so persephone awoke to what i call post dick clarity here here's what happens during post dick clarity she just had the fuck of her life not only was it her first fuck it was a good fuck. Not all of us get that, you fucking bitch. So here's the thing. <laughs> Most of us, when we wake up with post-it clarity, we're like, what the fuck did we do? I'm not sure that, you know, fucking on his bare mattress was appropriate. I'm not sure that, you know, there wasn't like <laughs> dog shit in the corner. Like, we don't have to talk about <laughs> Bitch, what kind of sex have you been having? No sheet, dog shit in the corner? I mean, let me rephrase. <laughs> no, seriously, that was really bad. I was, that was pretty bad. That was a low life. That was a low point in my life. Yeah, it was a one night stand. Oh, oh it yeah. was no sheet and dog shit in the same night? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no, Brooke, this is the one that was like, a four inch the smell of weed was masking the entire room but i'm not sure what was in there or what was living in there you know so but the weed made it good yeah it's probably drugs so don't do drugs (laughs) yeah it was drugs (laughs) (laughs) but besides the point she was scared confused angry but she still wanted him realizing whatever was between them was powerful enough to be designed by the fates. Katie looked over to her and said, you weren't regret, you weren't regretting our night together, were you? I don't think I could handle your regret. Like, honestly, my heart kind of like broke a little bit. I was like, oh my God, he cares. Love that bar so low, but bar so high. (laughs) (laughs) Persephone spends the day then with Thanatos. Although Hades isn't keen on her continuing to write about him, he still takes her to Thanatos 
where he introduces her to the souls that she wants to interview for her piece. Thanatos draws her to an important conclusion that she did not consider. Hades does not decide when souls come to the underworld, only the fates do. She said, why didn't he tell me? And he responds, Lord Hades is not in the habit of trying to convince the world he is a good god, but that Hades carries many burdens and the heaviest of them all is regret. And that is that he has not always been a generous one. I think his point of view will give like a better backstory on himself, which like I'm very curious to read. So I want to know what that means. I do. I was on a live with the author and I told her, I said, I'm not sure if I want to read the Hades point of view. And she's like, no, you have to read it. Like, especially for like the next book coming up, you really need to read his backstory to kind of be in the loop of everything. And I was like, you told the author, Hey, I don't know if I want to read your shit. You know, I was feeling bold. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was like up her ass. I was like, Oh my God, I love you. Like, Oh my God. I think you're so cool. I love your book, but I haven't read Hades point of view yet. Should I read it before malice? And then she was like, yes, you must. I was like, okay, yes, queen, I will do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the way you put it, I was like, damn, that's savage. So this is the home run, bitches, taking you home. She goes home the next day. I think I've said home like four times in the last five sentences. Take a shot, when. (laughs) (laughs) She goes home the next day and starts writing her article about the charity Hades Hades started on her behalf and then she goes to work Adonis is trying to harass her and she basically just outs him for stealing her articles she's like hey bitch like shut the fuck up like I know you stole my article Dimitri her boss overhears it and he's like you fired anyways Dimitri fires him he's like you stole her work you were also harassing her like you're out of here Later, she goes to the underworld to practice her magic with Hecate, but nothing happens. Hecate asks when she started to feel her magic for the first time, and she says after they fucked. Hecate responds with, I think perhaps the god of the dead has created life within you. You already know how I feel about this. I was like, oh my god, it's the pregnancy trope. And at this (laughs) point, I was like, it is the pregnancy trope like i was dead set on it i was like if this is another fucking pregnancy trope i'm going to off myself thank god that's not where the book went (laughs) thank you scarlet st (laughs) Clair. by the end of the week persephone gets ready for the party she planned for the souls in the palace in hades wife's room by the way like he had built a room just for his wife because he knew he'd have one eventually apparently and no one had anticipated it. Then Hades teleports her to him in his own room and tells her to drop her glamour and says, darling, you are a goddess. <laughs> they almost bang, but decide to go to the party instead. I'm like, okay, I can appreciate the self-control, but at the same time, like I'm here for the smut. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not with that. <laughs> bring it back rewind put it in reverse terry reverse reverse (laughs) he leads her down the stairs to the party 
as his queen. And I'm like, oh, like I'm sucking in a breath because I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. And she gets to the bottom and she starts dancing with Hermes. Like, like I said, gay best friend. And he says, truly, love looks good on you. And she's like, oh, fuck you. I'm not in love. Like, that's bullshit, whatever, you know. (laughs) And he says, oh, dear, you haven't realized it yet, have you? And he tells her that Hades loves her in return and then says, I think the Lord of the Underworld found his bride. And she's like, oh, shit, okay, here's the confidence. Like, the the wave of confidence, like, overcomes her. And she's like, okay, bitch, like, I got this. And she literally walks up to him and is like, fucking dance with me and he's like the fuck i will and they start (laughs) dancing on the dance floor and they then they get too horny to dance on the dance floor and i'm like this is escalating (laughs) they walk back up the stairs everybody's cheering them on because they know they're about to bang i'm like this is a little awkward for me but like good for them like I would be I would be awkward if people were like clapping cheering me on like like I don't need an audience you know I feel like that would just make me uncomfy Jada's like I like the audience and they bang and I wish I could give you more details but it's literally only like a paragraph of smut so like I don't have much for you so they're banging on this balcony and as they're banging Hades says This is what it's like to have my favor. And half of me is like, oh shit, that's hot as fuck. And then half of me is like, don't gods have a lot of people that are like in their favor? Like, I know how this is going to end up. Hades and Persephone are going to end up together, but she can't be the only one that's in his favor, right? Yeah, no, I didn't like that either. I'm going to be straight up honest. I didn't like that either. I was like, bitch, what? (laughs) Because it just felt like it wasn't personal enough. It just felt like, oh, here you've achieved this accomplishment that um, many others before you and many others um, now at the same time have achieved this alongside of you. You're you're now one of the many that have achieved my favor. And I didn't like it. No, I'm with you. I'm with you a thousand percent. But she didn't seem to care. And afterwards... They watch the souls reincarnate into the sky. It was such a cute moment. And Hades then asks her on a date. So a few weeks go by and she gets an email from Adonis blackmailing her to get his job back or she will or he will literally leak pictures of them having sex on the balcony with Hades on the Internet. What a fuck boy right but like she's like oh this is a concern and then she's like eh, eh, not really and she sweeps it to the back of her mind for now (laughs) i'm like okay whatever i guess it's not a big deal so um then we fast forward to the date which is what we're all anticipating right like we're like um blackmail not a big deal oh date yes this Hades gives her a ride in a limo to their date. And on the way there, she gives him a blowy. She's like giving him the glug glug 3000. And I'm like, okay, yes, bitch. And then she gives him a ride. If you know, you know. But finally, they get to the restaurant and they go to the rooftop that has 
all these decorative trees and like all of these little lights that like swing from the sky and it's very romantic and she's like what are your hobbies and he's like um like the god of the underworld and i drink a lot of alcohol and i'm like "Mm, relatable she's like those are hobbies unless you're an alcoholic and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) this bitch calling us out (laughs) (laughs) really though and he's like well what are your hobbies she likes to bake so He's like, oh, teach me, teach me how to bake. Teach me, teach me now. And she's like, now? And he's like, now. So then they like teleport off of the rooftop from their date. Hades goes to change. She goes home to also change. And she gets in her PJs and he like knocks on the door and he's got this like black t-shirt on with like these like tight gray sweatpants and I'm like salivating at the mouth at this point I'm, like, that is my weak my weakness and he comes in the door and he meets Lexa and it's cute but then they like start to bake they're like baking in the kitchen but then they're like baking in the kitchen if you know what I mean <laughs> and like not like they're like smoking the weeds they're like baking with their private parts they're like banging <sighs> the kitchen pretty much almost but then they're interrupted by Lexa and her boyfriend and they're like hey do you want to watch a movie on the gods and they're like no <laughs> <laughs> we are the gods <laughs> yeah. then they end up watching the movie and it's nice but then they go to bed and they sleep in her room and then end up banging in the middle of the night. Like he gets hard. He's like poking on her back, asking for permission. And she's like, yeah, you can come in. Not the back door, but the front door. You can come in the front door. <laughs> and so he comes in the front door, comes in the front door. Quite literally. <laughs> right in the middle of it. Demeter is the cock block we all been waiting for. She literally comes in and she's like, what the fuck's going on? It's awkward because it's like, mom, like Persephone's like 25, you know, she's like our age. And if my mom busted in, I'd be like, mom, get the fuck out. You know what I mean? So gross. No, I know exactly what you mean. Demeter, right? She literally whips out a parking ticket and she's like, bitch, no go, no fuckery in my zone. And like, honestly, at this point, I'm just like a five, like, I don't know how old she is. She's fucking old, right? But she's obsessed with her like grown ass daughter sex life. That freaks me out. I hate that. Don't, not only freaks me out, it's just like, she's at a point in her life where it's like her mom needs to fuck off and let her daughter live her life. Like, oh, so she like gets in the room and she's like, what the fuck's going on? She sees Hades in the bed. Hades just stands there like butt ass naked at attention. I'm like, okay. Jesus. 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 Quite the opposite of Jesus. <laughs> but you know what I mean? And Persephone's like, mom, mom, like leave, get the fuck out. And Demeter's like, no, like. She makes her threats. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? This woman is literally a Karen. Persephone is this grown ass adult. And like, you can quite fuck off, Karen. And no, hey, she really like, is a Karen. You so right, bitch. She's literally a Karen. 
Hades is like, there's nothing you can do, bitch, but says it respectfully. I wouldn't if I were him, but he's a lot more than mature than me. Demeter strips Persephone of her power, leaving her in her divine state. And in this moment, Lexa busts in and she has to admit everything to her. Lexa is a great friend. Lexa's already a witch. She's already this bitch that we respect. And she accepts Persephone for everything that she is. She's shocked. She feels a little betrayed, but she betrayed, but she's like, bitch, I love you anyways. And I'm like, love Lexa. The next day, a woman comes to see Persephone at work and she comes under an alias, but we come to find out that it's Aphrodite. She tells Persephone of the deal that she struck with Hades and that they played a game of cards and he lost. And because he lost, she said he had to make someone fall in love with him within six months. But I'm like, what is this goddess's deal? Like, what is Aphrodite's deal? Because she tried to confront her at the ball and Persephone was like, I don't want to talk to you. And then she comes to her at work and she's like, I'm going to tell you about this deal. But like she comes into the meeting thinking Persephone already knows. And she's like, oh, shit, you didn't know. So like, I don't know if it's like a genuine like, oh, you didn't know, like I feel bad. Or if it's like a like a shady, like, oh, yeah, sh- like a bitch. No, like, yeah, like a bitch move. It seemed malicious. But then at the end, she also says like, I'm sorry, I hurt you. I believe in love now. It's just very confusing to me. I don't know. I'm not, I'm still not sure on that aspect. So Persephone is, of course, devastated. She makes this rash decision decision to run to the underworld to find the magical river that makes all things grow and somehow ends up in tartar sauce. Because <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce the actual place where he tortures his damned souls i'm just calling it tartar sauce (laughs) that's what i called it throughout the books (laughs) and then so she's like she ends up in tartar sauce and she's like oh shit she's with the dog she's with one of the dobermans and she's like oh we find a way out and so they find their way out and then they're back in that magical land where the souls go before they reincarnate And she finds this body of water with a statue in the middle, but attached to that statue is a man. And this gets a little fever dreamy. Yeah. And basically this man that's attached to the statue is this really bad person who we don't know a lot about, but Hades has damned him to the statue to forever feel thirst and hunger And Persephone goes up to him and she's like, let me help you. Let me get you some water. Let me get you some fruit. And in return, he almost fucking drowns her. I'm like, what the fuck? Hades pops up and he's like, what the fuck? Also, and he curses the man further. And he's like, I curse you to always be hungry and always be thirsty. But no matter what, if you get water or food, you will never feel quenched they teleport back to the palace and persephone calls him the fuck out honestly and they fight she's like fuck you fuck you oh wait fuck me question mark question mark and then they like fuck things get a little (laughs) hazy she's like fuck you for um having this bargain with aphrodite and using me but like oh wait like fuck me like also fuck me like fuck you but fuck me it gets a little weird for a sec. Like, bitch needs some mood stabilizers. 
But like also <laughs> she's like, you use me, but why? And he's like, it had nothing to do with you and my contract to Aphrodite. I have only ever given you answers and helped you. And she's like, how the fuck did you help me? And he's like, I worshipped you. I gave you what your mother withheld. Worshippers. Jesus. And by doing so, gave her confidence to unlock her magic. This is a very pivotal moment in the book for me. Yeah. There were a lot of unanswered questions. And at this point, a lot of it made sense. They go back and forth some more. And she tells him she loves him out of rage. And how stupid it made her feel. And to only further that feeling, he doesn't say it back. Her pain erupted her magic. And black vines sprouted from the ground, trapping Hades where he was. And he says, well... Lady Persephone, it looks like you won. And she runs away. This only spirals Persephone into a new version of herself, which I respect gratefully. Her newfound rage sends her into a vengeful spiral on Adonis. Apparently Lex's new boyfriend, she's like hopped off Adonis's ass and she's on to this new guy. He is a cybersecurity guy, which I can relate to because, like, yes. <laughs> Lex's boyfriend hacks the shit out of Adonis, and she finds out that Menth is his photo supplier. Menth has been taking these pictures of Hades and Persephone and has been blackmailing her because she's a jealous bitch. So she walks up to Menth. Menth and Adonis show up at this garden shall i say and she turns menth into a menth plant menth the mint plant i mean it's very fitting <laughs> she also curses adonis to turn into a rotting corpse plant question mark if he ever touches another female without her consent like i had a question mark but i was also like this was a queen move like she was on one and i was living for it yes Whatever yes. train, whatever train she was selling tickets for, I was buying. So, so that obviously shuts down Adonis. He's not blackmailing her any further, and she also takes Mint, the Mint plant, home and puts her in her kitchen window. And I was <laughs> laughing so fucking <laughs> hard at this point. Oh fuck! Because Persephone is a Hufflepuff. She then has to deal with her mom. So it turns out. Demeter kept her hidden so her powers wouldn't manifest. And because she knew she was destined to be the Bride of Hades and didn't want the darkness to overcome her daughter, she says, I took you to the fates and asked about your future. They told me you were destined to be the Queen of Darkness, the Bride of Death, Hades' wife. I could not let that happen. I understand that to an extent if she thinks Hades is like a very bad person, but at the same time... It's not her place to make that decision. It's not 100%. I'm not with this bitch at all. Like she can fuck off. Persephone talks about how controlling her mother is, but says that she forgives her anyways. But Demeter just fucks that sappy shit up by setting a curse to trap her in the greenhouse. Once again. What a fucking bitch. But oh no, honey. 
Persephone shoots a vine up from the ground, shattering the greenhouse while also shattering the spell that her mom put on her and she runs away. Green energy. energy. In the last chapter, several weeks go by and she graduates college and accepts a full-time position as a journalist at the place she was already working. She sat at the coffee shop when Hecate appeared, begging her to come back to the underworld, also telling her that Hades might have used her to fulfill her contract with Aphrodite, but only because he was already in love with her. So why wouldn't he? She also tells Persephone that she fulfilled her contract with Hades, not because she grew the vines, but because she grew life within Hades himself, bringing life to the underworld. Dude is like crying. (laughs) No, I'm not, but I wish I could. (laughs) Hecate tells her to go to him and tell him she's hurt to fix it. She's like, he doesn't want to see me or he'd be here. But she looks over her shoulder and he's standing in the road. They run into each other's embrace. I missed you. I missed you too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> it's this whole montage that happens a little quickly for me, but like it gets us to the conclusion of the story. Katie says, Come to the underworld with me. Live between worlds, but do not leave us forever. My people, your people, me. You got the best of both worlds. Let it as it is slow. Then you rock at the the show. Got the best of both worlds. Mix it all together and you know you got the the best best of both worlds. Yeah. Those, you know, like I didn't come up with that on my own. Those were the literal words in the book and I had to go with it. I can't take credit, honestly. You can always count on us for turning anything into a song. <laughs> Even though we can't fucking sing. <laughs> Moving on to the discussion, Jada, do you have any discussion points? No. My discussion is I like this book. I like this book series. I love that the author doesn't try to make it more than what it already is. I feel like there's sex appeal. I feel like it's fun. I feel like when I'm reading this, I don't have to think about anything. I can just grab a glass of wine, read this book and be vibing with it. Okay. Like I love it. Like in my opinion, not every book has to have this like grand fucking scheme and even though I think that like maybe based off of what I read in the last book that might be the case but at the same time I just enjoyed the book and I was along for the ride everyone else can fuck off okay I mean I'm not disagreeing with you I really liked it too but I still have some points I want to talk with you about (laughs) all right let's discuss it's your turn okay (laughs) So to me, this book was Rapunzel meets Beauty and the Beast meets Greek mythology retelling. Or hear me out. What if Rapunzel and Beauty and the Beast was 
a retelling of Greek mythology. Did we ever think about that? You know, I wouldn't be mad at that. I'm just saying all of these things mixed in my brain because I was like, Rapunzel, it felt like her mom was trapping her for her own selfish needs and Beauty and the Beast because Hades had this deal with somebody else that he needed to break the curse and able to enable him to feel love and whatever. And then obviously Greek mythology because of all of the Greek gods. That's just how I felt. I feel like there were so many aspects like from the original Greek mythology story of Persephone and Hades that honestly making that argument, I would say that it's actually Beauty and the Beast and Rapunzel who are taking from Greek mythology, not the other way around. If I, if this was not the first time that I had been reading anything Greek mythology, I would probably take your side. However, with me being introduced to Disney first and then Greek mythology, okay. that's why I think the way I'm thinking. Okay. Well, however, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm right. <laughs> Dang, this is my train of thought. This is my personal train of thought. I actually almost fell out of my <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> All right. Okay, next. Moving on. Theory. This is my theory throughout the first maybe 25% of the book. I thought Demeter was actually the powerless one and was sucking magic per- from Persephone and telling her it was the other way around. Obviously, that's not where it went, but that's where my brain went. That's a cool thought. I like where your brain is. I just want to throw it out there. My brain also thought maybe Hades took the power from Demeter. And Demeter took power from Persephone. And that's why Demeter didn't like Hades. I mean, that's saucy because that would definitely be something that the gods would do based off of what I have read. I don't claim to be some like all-knowing Greek mythology ass bitch. You know, that's just my rite of passage as a bisexual. But I'm just saying (laughs) that's what I'm perceiving. That's where my brain went. I was like, why does this bitch not like Hades? It's like, oh, because Hades took her powers and then Demeter was a bitch and took took Persephone's powers and then Persephone was left powerless. No, I like where your mind goes. I really do. I wish I could write a book based on characters that already existed because I feel like I have really good theories. I feel that, man. Thank you. What will Hades think of mint, the mint plant? I can't say. Because okay. <laughs> I've read the second book, so I have to. I know. Venus Clyde okay. Trap Shut. Okay. All right. Well, that's a question I have. All right. Well, it's going to go unanswered. Sorry. In my opinion, I think the story wrapped up too quickly. There was a lot going on in the beginning. There were a lot of questions and most of them were answered. And I appreciate that. But everything wrapped up within the last three to four chapters. And I could have appreciated that being extended on for maybe another five to ten. However, I'm thankful that the next book is already out so I can just jump to that. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like the author did that on purpose to like kind of keep you on the edge of her and the edge of your seat. Unfortunately, I do feel like the majority of those questions get answered in the second book. And there were some questions that got unanswered, you know, even going into the third book that I haven't read yet, but I'm sure we're going to get them this time. 
this series is going to be a lot bigger than I think like a regular trilogy. I think it's going to be like a lot longer. Hmm. Okay. All right. So Jada, let's move on to the wrap up of the episode. How hey, drunk- um, uh, I'm, a, I'm like a 5.5, if maybe a six, I think once I pee, I'll be down to a four. What are you? I just took the other half shot of my 99 peaches. <laughs> One dollar <laughs> shot. So um, at this moment, at this moment, I'm a six. In about a half an hour, I'm going to be like an eight. <laughs> <laughs> just go ahead and start popping your nausea now, BB. Yeah, I'm going to drink my wadi. I don't know why I did that. I was just like, oh, we're going to talk some more. Let me pop my... Shot. You know, it, you took a shot really late in the game and I was like, you know, I'm not going to stop her, but maybe I should. But I was like, I won't. <laughs> I should have taken it a lot sooner. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that's okay, BB. Okay. You still queen. You still boss. <laughs> Thanks. Boss All right. Let's move on to f- how you rate the book. How do you rate the book? Mm, I don't like rating this book. I feel like. It's not a five out of five for me, but like this book brings me so much joy. I don't know why it just really does. So I would rate it a, a four out of five. Okay. It's like a 3.7 for me. So we're pretty close. Okay. I respect that. Yeah. I think it's a good place to be. It was yeah. a very, it was a very fun book. It made me have a lot of feels for Hades. Yeah. I think it's such a fun book and like, the character is definitely not perfect and she doesn't try to be. And I don't know. I just enjoy their banter together. I just, I loved it. And then we don't want a perfect main character. All right. Now let's move on to fuck, Mary kill Jada. Do you want to go first? Sure. Let me pull up my notes. Fuck, Mary kill Hermes, Thanatos, Hades. Thanatos is the old guy, right? Thanatos is another death god. He's the guy that was like, here's the guy attached to the fountain. Yeah. Okay, kill him. He was a good guy. I feel bad about killing him, but but um, he just is old in my mind. <laughs> Maybe that's not how he's supposed to be, but he's old in my okay. mind. Really old, like, like Gandalf old. Okay. Fuck Hermes, if he's into it. Like, I don't want him to not be into it. But if he's into it, fuck Hermes and Mary Hades. I think those are appropriate answers. All right, Jada, your turn. Fuck, Mary kill. Hades, Hecate, Lexa. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Okay. <laughs> Lexa is like my bad bitch witch, right? Like, love her. Right. But I couldn't marry or fuck her. So mm-hmm. sorry, baby, you dead to me. Um, <laughs> Hecate, ten out of ten. Fuck, like know for a fact she'd be good in bed. Like her witch powers are almighty. She's the OG. Like I know she would seduce me in a way that I would never forget. So a hundred percent, fuck Hecate and definitely marry Hades because. We all know I want to be in the underworld getting fucked by a god for the rest of my life. So easy. I feel like that's the right answer. 
tried to make it hard for you, but clearly it wasn't that hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see, it. like, imagine being married to, like, a mushroom queen, though. Like, she's got the mushrooms and the flowers, and she's teaching you, like, witchcraft. I feel like that wouldn't be a bad place to be either. It wouldn't, but I feel like she would turn into, like, my best friend and not wifey material you know what I'm saying not that she's not wifey material I think she's wifey material to a lot of people but to me definitely a solid fuck don't know if I could handle the rest I think she would end up turning into the friend zone that makes sense all right guys well thank you for tuning in if you're a regular here you already know what's up Make sure you follow us on Instagram, which is Booked and Boozy Podcast. TikTok, which is Booked and Boozy Pod now. We did change it because we were like, yeah, I think people need to know that we're a podcast and not just two randos drunk on the internet. Even though that's technically still what we are, we're going to fake it till we make it. Yeah, we weren't sure that that was clear. But you can also follow us on Twitter at booked and boozy that is also our patreon handle we would love to see you there as well and if you ever want to send us anything to our emails even if we don't respond right away we may be saving it for a podcast episode so hold on to your titties don't worry we read it i fucking promise you and that is booked and boozy at gmail.com i probably read it to be honest (laughs) Even though we're supposed to save for the episode, Brooke has probably read it. I usually don't, but sometimes I do. I just can't help it. Sometimes you guys leave me on a cliffhanger and I just have to know. But we will always read everything that you guys send us in in an email on the podcast. We really appreciate you guys. We love you guys so much. Bye, bitch. Bye, bitch.